Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from California, probably a good hour or more north of Los Angeles, my guest is a singer-songwriter and has worked with many notable entertainers, including the likes of Orleans and Robbie Dupree, to name just two. He has written and produced music for several independent movies. He has also produced a number of CDs. Plus, he has a band called Big Coyote, and he has a new EP coming out next month. You've been hearing a song of his called Cowgirls. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Chuck Murphy. How are you doing? Very good, Chuck. Thanks for doing this today. Appreciate you making the time. It's a pleasure to be here. I, I appreciate the fact that you're taking an interest in the new EP and the music we're producing now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we always start off by having the guest talk about the song that was playing during the intro. So go ahead and tell the listeners about the song Cowgirls. Uh, Cowgirls is a song that uh, was written uh, uh, yeah, about 15 years ago. And and it was recorded by E.J. Deese uh, on a country CD in, um, in 2005. Um, and I just felt real strong about the song. Um, at the time, it was it was called Cowboys, but it, the marketplace didn't really embrace the production, and so I was dead set on redoing that song, and that's what we've done. And um, it seems we're getting a much different response to it now than we got back in '05 with with the female singers singing Cowboys. <laughs> and so, uh, meaning that its original release was produced by you, yes. The original release was produced by... Written, the song was written by me, and it was originally produced by me. Uh, E.J. Deese is a backup singer for Prince. So is is this, am I hearing correctly, a, a unique situation where you rewrote your own song? It's, it's a unique situation where, yes, I felt very strongly about the song. I thought it was a, a fun song. Um, I thought it was uh, something that could work in the country market. And um, I rewrote it, reproduced it, and um, we're starting to get a real positive feedback in, in, with our Internet uh, um, relationships with our, with our fans. Very good, very good. Well, before we roll up our sleeves here, you, you wear a lot of hats, as I alluded to in the intro. 
put those various titles of yours in order. I'm, I'm thinking specifically of singer, songwriter, guitar player, and producer. Kind of a, a what do you consider yourself to be first? What do you consider yourself to be second and third and fourth of, of, those, of those particular titles? Singer, songwriter, guitar player, and producer. Over the years, I would have to say that um, I, I started out as a singer-songwriter. I spent 15 years as a solo act on the East Coast, starting down in Florida. Um, I got away from that and, and, and just focused on writing and producing. And um, I, I believe that once you get the, the bug to entertain and to perform live, I don't think it ever goes away. And mine came back. <laughs> <laughs> So is it is it possible in in 2015 to 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 rank those in order of of well I still consider myself a a singer first Bruce or is it a songwriter or or it's just kind of depends on what day of the week it is. You, you know I I I consider myself um, a, a singer songwriter today number in, number one uh, producing is is second um, but I I have a team of people I work with. Um, in the production, uh, Jeff Silverman is a, uh, a wonderful uh, uh, mastering um, um, engineer down in, in, in uh, Nashville that I have worked with for about 15 years. Um, he's doing all the engineering on, on this project that we're doing right now. And um, I also work with some very talented people in the Antelope Valley that are... are um, uh, just outside of LA and and they've been playing for years and and it the, the product we're producing right now is just it it's it's excellent. I mean, I love what we're doing. It's fun. It's not complicated. It's it's uh it's it's bringing together so many of the things that I've focused on over the years from the guitar sound, the harmonies and and uh um we're just having a lot of fun doing it. Uh, over, we we've also gotten you know into into uh, music uh, video production also, which is anything creative. But I, you know, for me, it's 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 singer songwriting, it's it's producing, and then obviously the, as a singer singer songwriter, you want to entertain and and and, and uh, perform your songs. Well, along the way there, you, you made reference to not only Ant- the Antelope Valley up, out where you are now, but you mentioned Jacksonville, uh, and, and you mentioned someone in Nashville. Let, let's just keep let's do some some housekeeping here first in terms of establishing a background. You're originally from Minnesota, but you lived and and played in Jacksonville. Yet now you're in California. So how do you go from Minnesota to here in the southeast, and then all the way out to the west coast? It start it it, it 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 starts with the bedroom. <laughs> you pick up a guitar and start playing, and then you have a desire to, to to perform those songs. It so happened that Jacksonville, Florida, was a was a was an there was an opportunity for me in Jacksonville where to to work, to play, and that's where my solo solo act started. And while I was in Jacksonville, Florida, it was at the beginning of the whole Southern rock movement. Um, and I was able to 
to work with many of the famous bands that came up, or I shouldn't necessarily say work with many of them. They became my friends. I didn't necessarily work with all of them. Um, but one of them that I did work, and I actually did my first demo with, was the bass player from Leonard Skinner, uh, Leon Wilkerson. Leon played bass on my very first um, demo tape. And, and uh, well, down in Jacksonville, uh, I played uh, night after night as a solo act any place that would allow me to play. <laughs> and that moved me to New York. I played uh, that, that same solo act was, was uh, up in New York and playing the whole New England, New, New England area, wow. uh, which then I ended up going back to Minnesota, um, trying actually to separate myself from that whole um, live music thing and um, get a new focus and and I did that and um, it brought me out here to California uh, I, w- I want to jump in why did you why did you try to separate yourself from the whole live music scene um, it can be real it can be very wearing uh, and it, it can uh, it can be very hard on a person, uh, and and uh, the lifestyle got to be uh, got to be very uh, got to be a struggle for me, and um, I just needed to to freshen up, just like anybody in business. Um, entertainment's no different. You need to at times step back from what you're doing, and try to uh, to analyze if you're if you're approaching things properly, and and. Um, for for better results, you need to at times change, and um, that's what I did. I took a break. Um, during that break, I continued to write, but um, um, it, it gave me a chance. It, it took gave me a real chance to to just rest and and, and uh, get a new outlook. Now the move out to California then. What, was there an opportunity that you went out there for, or was it just kind of one of those, no, I just was was done with my break, and I up and decided I'm going to California? Well, I, I did have some stimulation. <laughs> I, I, had, I, I, I was actually working on a movie in, in Minneapolis um, where, where uh, one of my songs was being used, and I met uh, a wonderful young actress by the name of Mina Savari, Wow, and uh, and wow. at the same time, I met her mother, who was single at the time, and um, that's what ended up bringing me out here. It was actually a, a, a personal relationship and a desire to get into the movie business and bring the music into the movie business. Uh-huh. Well, you mentioned the experience in Jacksonville uh, with with a member of Leonard Skinner. At what point along that timeline that you just described, you know, Minnesota to Florida to New York, back to Minnesota, out to California, at what point along that timeline did you get the opportunity to work with some of those bigger names that I was alluding to in the intro? I, I had mentioned just two of them, Orleans and Robbie Dupree. Um, and, and I guess for that matter, while you're at it, how did you get the opportunity to work with that long list of folks? Well, I mean, it, the long list of folks are. Uh, 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 I worked with them in different aspects. Um, uh, it was about 1970, 74 um, that I worked with Leon. Uh, it was, uh, and, and then when I left Florida in in the late seventies, I ended up in New York. 
Um, and while I was in New York, I was playing, like I said, as a solo act where I would be hired as an opening act. And um, Orleans was an opening act that I played for. And um, many of the, there was a handful of people that I um, uh, did opening acts for. Uh, and then there's, uh, then there's some names like uh, David Barry, who was Janet Jackson's uh, um, music director. Uh, David actually worked as a guitar guitarist on, on uh, a record I produced for a, a young gal in, in Minneapolis. Mm. And um, those, I mean, the, there's so many different, as you, as you said earlier, I have worn different hats at different, different time points. And uh, so consequently, a different place, you know, depending where I'm at, whether it be in a production situation, a, a playing situation, I've had the opportunities to, to work with these different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also mentioned that where you are currently, that you do have someone that you work with who is based uh, down in Nashville. So just kind of connect the dots on that one as well. How does how does that relationship come to be for, for you, who just described uh, a, a geographic timeline that never included Nashville uh, and the individual that, re- that you referred to who is there? Well, I originally worked with Jeff Silverman on the EJD CD, and Jeff had a studio here in Burbank, California, uh-huh. and that was in the early 2000s. And then Jeff... Um, roughly about 2006, I think it was, he he took and packed up everything and moved it to Nashville. He saw that as his next opportunity. Um, and the one thing I have never forgot after the experience of producing and working with Jeff and writing songs with Jeff um, was just what a pleasure it was. In some situations, uh, just like in just like in any business, you 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 meet people that um, you work with. And then some. Sometimes those people become, you know, perfect friends. And Jeff is one of those people that has become a perfect friend for me. We've uh, we've stayed in touch on a regular basis, um, whether I had a project or not. Or and um, uh, that that's how I met Jeff Silverman. Okay. And and so then, I I think it's safe to say, but but obviously you can correct me if I'm wrong, that. The time that you spend in Jacksonville, and, and you mentioned, you know, that that was when the the whole era of of Southern rock sound was kind of being ushered in, and certainly uh, everybody knows, you know, that Jacksonville is the birthplace of, of Leonard Skinner. But you know, the Marshall Tucker's, uh, Charlie Daniels Band, the Allman Brothers, bands of that nature, that really was was a big enough influence on you uh, to to stay with you indefinitely. Yes. It's it's never gone away. Um, it, 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 there's a sound that comes, you know. There's there's a sound that 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 that, that comes from that that um, that the guitar sound, and uh, what, and, and then you, you you tie the the um, lap steel and the and the pedal steel in, into that guitar sound. That you just it's it's been part of everything I've ever done. I. Uh, um, and it's 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 become part of my fiber when I write. I, I, I if, if anything, if you love, if you like that type of thing, you're going to love what I do. If you don't like that type of thing, you're probably not going to like what I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, that's, that's just my ear goes to that, and when I'm producing. Uh, man, talking about your songwriting, do you, do you tend to write by yourself? Do you have people out there that you write with? Do you have people 
long distance that maybe it's over Skype or, or what's what's kind of your approach? Um, for me, the majority of my writing is is me. Um, I, I I do it by myself. I I, I have several songs out there that I have written with other people, um, but I find myself writing some of the. Well, yeah, I, 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 that's a tough question. Um, I find myself writing alone a lot because I, I like to stay focused, and, and, and often songs come quick for me. It's either if it's I don't I'm not one that sits down on a daily basis, and uh, though I, I I encourage writers to do that, um, to sit down and write a bit every day, I am not one that does that. I'm one that thinks a lot, constantly, about things. And then when I get a song idea, I think it out, and the writing actually comes quite quickly. Hmm. Interesting. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from California is singer, songwriter, producer Chuck Murphy. Visit his website at www.chuckmurphy.us. There are links there to find him on social media as well. He is on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. For those of you listening to the show on SoundCloud, you can find Chuck's music on there as well. Plus, he is on Reverb Nation and is ranked number one in Palmdale, California on that site. His band, Big Coyote, is on Facebook too. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's H-E-A-R. And sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. It will just download automatically when a new episode comes out so you don't have to go looking for it. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you ever so much. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. Chuck, tell the listeners about One West Media because there's probably some other hats that you wear there that we didn't cover before when we were talking about singing, songwriting, producing, and uh, guitar playing. Well, it, One West Media came about as a it, um, my desire to start producing music videos. And, and that started with, when I put my band together about five years ago, Big Coyote. Um, we're we're a country rock blues band, and I wanted a team of photographers and videographers to to join us at some of our bigger shows. And so I ended up financing a small production company, which is now One West Media, and we do music videos. Um, and um, like I said originally, it was it was strictly for my band, but uh, we now have a lot of customers from, from the Antelope Valley area. As I said earlier, it's a very, it's a, we've got a very strong music uh, uh, scene here, and um, it's, it's a wonderful place to be right now. And I want the listeners to understand that uh, One West Media does not just do music videos. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm interested to hear you talk about licensing as, as another service that One West Media provides, specifically because I think there are a lot of, uh, you know, the, the young listeners uh, who are tuning into the show every week, downloading the show, listening to it to gain lessons, to gain knowledge, to find out 
more of how they can advance their career, I think there's probably a, a misunderstanding of what exactly licensing is, not to mention how it happens. So, Chuck, speak to that if you would. Well, licensing for me, is my whole knowledge base with licensing comes from one of my other businesses, which um, is a publishing company where I publish fine art photography. I took the concepts of, and, and everything I know there, knowing that it applies to the music business, and it, and, and it applies on, in every turn from when you write a song and you've produced it. it you, so many musicians just want to go out and get it on the radio and they want to get downloads. They don't realize how many places it can be used, how, how it can be used in commercials, how it can be used in, in movies, how it can be used in TV shows um, on any level. And all of those are licensing deals, um, let alone building your, 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 your um, brand to a point where your, your brand is so recognizable that... People with new products want to be associated with your brand. And, and one of the toughest things that I've run across, especially with, the, with young artists, um, is getting people to understand the, the importance. If you're building a brand, it's got to be consistent, and, and, and you have to really focus heavily on the fact that everything you do is going to affect your brand. And um, I personally feel that everybody that's that's looking at the music business as a career need early on um, to 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 look at the idea of branding and and take it a step at a time um, but realize that everything that they're producing and everything that they're putting out there musically has got multiple uses and and so many people don't realize that. Very good, very good. Uh, I, I, I'm particularly interested in in the video production services of One West Media because we've been talking more and more on this show about independent artists successfully pulling off their own videos, uh, which many of the up-and-comers think isn't possible without a huge bankroll. Can you speak to that? I can tell, I can tell you for a fact that it's very, it's very doable. Um, huge productions... Um, are costly, but you do not have to have a huge production to create a strong representation um, as a music video to support a song. Um, you do not have to be spending large dollars to make to, the, the equipment these days. Uh, there's is where the expense is at, um, but if, as far as stepping into a situation and. Um, uh, coming up with some ideas, um, it doesn't have to be an expensive video. And um, to prove that point, share my number with anyone you want. <laughs> I, I'd be more than happy to, to, to work with, with anybody um, or talk to anybody to help them get through um, some of the hurdles they may be creating for themselves. Very good, very good. And, you know, for the listeners who are kind of uh, and and you, you certainly have no reason to doubt what Chuck is saying, uh, but you know, understand that it doesn't have to be something that you have to crowdfund uh, just so that you can make a video. There have been guests on this show 
that we've talked with, uh, as I mentioned, it's become a more common discussion of late, talking with some of the guests about the videos that they have, that to take a look at it, aesthetically, they look wonderful, and you don't know that, yes, in fact, it was done on, on more or less a, a shoestring budget, so to speak. Uh, just a few weeks ago in episode 74, Wendy Wagner, uh, I believe she talked about doing an entire video on an iPhone and uh, with, you know, with some simple... Uh, a filter that was that was placed over it, um, you know, just gave it a, a a good enough look that it was very passable. And you know, as as Chuck is saying, you know, it, it's it's really not something that you have to be intimidated by. I, I think is is what I'm trying to say. Episode 61 is another one. Uh, listeners, go back and uh, Cena Earhart on that episode told a a funny story about uh, her video shoot and how they almost got shut down uh, by the local law enforcement. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's, uh, just kind of a, a fun little story. I, I know episode 53, Amanda Page Cornette, um, talked about things like, you know, permissions. She filmed her video on the campus of the university of Florida. So don't let it overwhelm you as, as much as I'm making it sound like, you know, oh boy, law enforcement and permissions. Uh, there's, there's some great videos that can be done for, uh, very reasonable sums of money. So, Chuck, uh, what, what's maybe the most common mistake that you see up-and-coming artists making or, or maybe the piece of advice you find yourself most often giving to the folks that are coming up through the ranks? I, my, my advice to everybody is, is keep it simple and keep it original. Um, it, do, it doesn't have to be complicated. The videos, the music, nothing has to be complicated. Um, and it's gotten much easier to do things uh, for, for the individual musicians uh, to, to sit down and, 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 and record and listen, and listen back to what they're doing and put their productions together. Um, keep it simple. Uh, it, 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 and, and realize that, um, and keep it fun. It doesn't always have to be, you know, it, it doesn't have to be crazy. It does, and, uh, as you're, it, so my advice would be that, keep it simple. Um, in regards to something that you did say a minute ago, it, it had to do with, with getting permissions to use properties. Um, just about every, every place you go, there's, there's, uh, every city's trying to make money. Everybody, every company's trying to make money. So if they own assets, uh, whether it be a backyard or, or, uh, a university campus, they, they're trying to make money off of their properties because things are, you know, they need to keep them alive and they need to keep them fresh. Um, but that doesn't have to be a hurdle, and it doesn't have to be something to get in your way. Because if you're if you're well planned, you can, you can get in and get out of these areas and get some you know get some nice shots, and you can get your permissions. Um, but it, it, it has to do with your presentation. I think now more than ever in my career, it's important that your presentations are well put together. Your thoughts are well put together when you deliver them to somebody when you're asking for something. Well, I'll put you on the spot a little bit uh, because on the on the topic of keeping it simple, a lot of young up-and-coming artists nowadays say, yeah, I keep it simple. I just do everything myself. I record it in GarageBand or I have enough software on my computer that I just kind of record it at home and, and it sounds good enough. Um, so how does someone that's got an operation like One West Media to respond to that? Is, is in fact, that adequate enough or, or are they kind of selling themselves short? Uh, well, I... We're in that statement that you just made, I think I think where things got a little bit. I am um, not suggesting 
you shouldn't have other inputs, musical inputs, because I believe I, as much as I've done over the years on my own, and I, and I still do a lot on my own, I depend heavily on the musicians I work with. Um, because they bring their own their own taste into some of the music. Like for instance, um, the, so, the the songs that we're putting out right now, um, we did we tracked everything in my studio here, and in, in California, and then we we sent it to, to Nashville. But I hadn't recorded my steel guitar player yet because I wasn't satisfied with anybody I I was associated with at at, at this point. In, in California, I, I just couldn't find somebody that played both lap steel and steel guitar. And so I asked my, my friend Jeff Silverman if he had somebody in you know, that maybe I could hire that's in Nashville that I could produce long distance. And he said, I got the guy for you. And I said, well, who is it? He says, I probably shouldn't even give you his, his background because, you, you know, and I said, well, i got to have his back. <laughs> and it turns out to be Mike Johnson, Reba McIntyre's wow. steel guitar player. Wow. And, and, and right now he's, he's, in, uh, he's playing with uh, Reba and uh, Brooks and Dunn hmm. uh, in their Vegas show. I mean, wow. the guy is tremendous. But, you know, it, it's important to bring other flavors, and other, because other musicians can hear what you're doing and they can play off it. But when I say keep it simple, I'm saying you don't have to have a complicated song. Um, it, right. You don't, um, and you don't have to do all this yourself. Right. Um, I encourage musicians to work with one another. It's not easy necessarily to find somebody that's personality works with yours, but I, I encourage that, and I and I and I encourage to build long-term relationships because. The guy that's working today. Let's let's say we have five guys that, that are working today that we work with off and on, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, you make a move. Like I moved from Jacksonville to New York, um, or Jeff Silverman moved from California to Tennessee. Does that mean Jeff is out of my life? Not if not if that relationship is right. In today's world. With technology, you, you can have your relations, relationships spread out all over the world, but they're only a phone call away, a Skype away, and if yeah. you need them for something, you can produce back and forth. It's something yeah. we could never do in the past with the analog tape. And um, Yeah, absolutely. And, and to, to Chuck's point, uh, listeners, um, go back and check out episode 64 with Clark Nowlin. Uh, probably the the most thorough interview of all of the episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment in terms of the topic of networking. And, and, you know, he's faced with the same situation. He just left Texas and went out to California and just has such a great attitude. A a real young guy, uh, yet has made so many connections that have opened so many doors for him. And and again, great advice, Chuck. You know, I, I know that you said that you really prefer to write alone, and we've had other guests on the show that have said the same thing, and I have often said, do co-writes with other people sometimes just to figure out that you are better writing by yourself, or just that you simply don't mesh uh, with a certain other person, but but to take it all on yourself, you wouldn't get access to the type of people that Chuck's describing. And uh, Last week on the show, uh, Jordan Elena, she's a singer-songwriter in Nashville, 
Um, th- this is a, a direct quote from her that she said on the show. She said, I love to write with other people. I feel like if I write by myself, I can only get so many opinions, and the song is kind of small if I write alone. So, you know, by all means, listeners, if, if you're up and comers, uh, pride sometimes get in the, gets in the way, and you don't need to do everything yourself, uh, no matter how talented you think you are, how well-equipped you are in terms of the, the gear that you have uh, in your home studio. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is if you're sending a CD to someone, a radio station, a music reviewer, a record label, whoever, take care in the way you package it. Use a padded or bubble mailer and or even wrap the CD itself in bubble wrap before you put it in an envelope. Show the recipient that you care about your music and your career and them by taking a few extra minutes to ensure that the CD arrives the way it left. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Are you digging the Bruce's Bonus segment each week? Listeners, are the tips helping you out, musicians and entertainers who are listening? There's one on every episode. We've even got an ebook for sale at nowhearthis.biz containing the bonus from each of the first 40 episodes. So go there and check that out. Chuck, I'm, I'm curious about the music scene in, in Palmdale, California. As I mentioned in the intro, uh, you're well over an hour north of Los Angeles. So for someone. Well, actually, we're, we're an hour and 10 minutes from. from, from uh... Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Well, for and, someone like myself who's in the southeast of the U.S., not to mention all of our international listeners, um, just kind of talk about the landscape out there as it relates to being able to play without having to necessarily drive down to the highly competitive mecca of L.A. Well, with, with part of, one of the reasons I live here, I, I lived in Beverly Hills for several years when I moved out here, mm-hmm. and um, I just got tired of the hustle and bustle because <laughs> I realized I could live where I'm at right now, an hour and 10 minutes away, and still get anywhere I wanted to get in L.A. in the same amount of time as I could go from Beverly Hills to any place I was trying to get to in L.A. (laughs) Um, As far as the music scene where I'm at, um, yes, my address is a Palmdale address, but I refer to this area out here as the Antelope Valley because we have a lot of small little cities out here, and there's just been a huge number of great players that have done the same thing that I have. It's, it got either got too expensive for them or they got fed up with the traffic. For whatever reason, they moved out to the Antelope Valley. And, and um, the music scene out here is just growing tremendously. Like I, um, Big Coyote has been performing uh, from Bakersfield through Southern California for mm. for about five years. And, and um Many of the bands are doing it just like that, you know. We're and and uh, we've just got some great young bands, um, older bands. I mean, you know, uh, it, it's just it's ridiculous what we're doing. Well, and and that being said, I mean, you were at the LA Music Awards earlier this month. I am curious, by the way, in, in what capacity were you at that event? I was actually. I, I'm very involved with homeless vets. And trying to bring awareness to homeless vets, and 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 help in any way I can. I work with a, a, a musician by the name of Ron Whitaker, who 
was one of the drummers from Guns N' Roses over the years. Hmm. And Ron uses his celebrity to um, bring awareness and raise money also for the homeless vets. Um, and so what, what's happening this year at the L.A. Music Awards is uh, we're actually kind of a featured a featured uh, group that will be there, not, not as a performance, but... Um, as um, we're, uh, Ron and I have uh, financed a, a table, and we're going to be bringing uh, bringing uh, the vets in for dinner. Very nice. Or I should say, a handful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we couldn't bring we couldn't bring them all. <laughs> very nice, though. Good, very good work. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from California is singer, songwriter, producer Chuck Murphy. Visit his website at www.chuckmurphy.us. There are links there to find him on social media as well. He is on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. For those of you listening to us on SoundCloud, you can find Chuck's music on there as well. Plus, he is on Reverb Nation and is ranked number one in Palmdale, California on that site. And certainly you want to keep up with him through his website and social media in terms of the new EP that's coming out next month. And if you are out in California, specifically the Antelope Valley, to keep tabs on where and when you can see Chuck perform live. His band, Big Coyote, is on Facebook, too. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's spelled H-E-A-R. Sign up for the e-newsletter there. Subscribe to this podcast, and please tell others about it, too. Subscribing is free and it makes it very easy to get the show every week. It downloads automatically each time that a new episode comes out to save you from having to go looking for it. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you ever so much. Truly appreciate it. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far, only a handful of which I've already mentioned. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. So, Chuck, let's talk about the new EP uh, coming out next month. Um, as many details as, as you are able, as, as you care to share, um, go ahead and, and fill the listeners in on that. Well, the new EP is, is uh, it, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a six-song EP. And, um, as, I mean, we've, I'm excited about it because it's the first solo record I have ever done. <laughs> Um, I've worked with bands in the studio before. Uh, I'm just, it was, it, I I just got to a point where I I said, I want to put out a record and And I want it to be my thing. Is there a title for it? And, uh, and also where will, will people be able to buy it? Um, we're going to, we're, we're actually, well, the title, the title for the EP is how many times it's from the song, how many times that's been, been doing very well for us. Um, and, uh, it's going to be available everywhere. Um, we're, we're working with CD baby right now, um, to, to have it, uh, distributed through their whole entire, uh, um, group of affiliates, which is, uh, Grown so much. I first started working with CD Baby back in '07, and it's just amazing what they've what they've grown into and and how much they do, and and it's it's also quite amazing. I mean, I, I as as I'm talking about my own thing, I keep and 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 we keep getting into it deeper. Um, I'm just realizing just how much 
the the industry is growing with the new technology and and it's exciting how you can reach around the world and and and, and create pockets i mean of 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 uh of fans um, yeah, absolutely i mean it's it, right now uh and it, it, it's just getting more exciting it's, it's driving me um even even harder to to get more done um is is through through the SoundCloud Facebook connections and being able to 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 reach out to different areas. I mean, we've found that we've got a really large following um, in the Philippines mm. it, in, it, of our music. They've never seen us other than a picture or a video, um, but. If you're to go to our Facebook and, and see the responses that, that that I'm getting on on how many times uh, from around the world, it's just it, it, it's it's an exciting time. Yeah, that's for outstanding. That's outstanding. There's many people that are afraid of what's going on and talk about how they can't figure it out and how, where do we go next? What do we do next? Um, my my advice is to build your your social network numbers. Um, if you want the attention from any major label, any major PR firm, any major anything in the music business, you need social network numbers right now. And and um, you need to be consistent there, too. Everything is about being consistent. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're writing some... New, some new songs, trying to figure out what the next, the last two songs are going to be. Um, okay. we're, we're in, and we're just moving forward with this. It's just, it's just an exciting time right yeah, now. Yeah, very well. And exciting for sure. Uh, listen to this statistic, listeners. Uh, congratulations, Chuck. You, you mentioned uh, the title track of the EP. As of yesterday, listeners, uh, Chuck's song, How Many Times, as of yesterday, had gotten 82,000 listens in 30 days on SoundCloud. Um, so I, I guess I, I guess I'd, and more so the listeners would like to know, uh, to what do you attribute getting so much activity on that song? Were you aggressively promoting it? And, and if so, how? I wasn't so much, I didn't start out aggressive, to be honest, I, I didn't start out aggressively promoting how many times I, I started out aggressively promoting the four songs right. because I was trying to understand which I would, as I would, on some level, because of the production value, I figured there must be somebody out there that is going to like something here. But I actually believed that it was cowgirls that people would like. And they did. <laughs> if you're talking about numbers, we got up to about 31,000 there right now. But what was interesting is to see how how the Internet basically decided what was going to take place. It wasn't some some executive in the back office of a major label yeah. um, saying, this is the song we're going to spend our money on. It was actually the people in the world that are listening to SoundCloud, that are that are seeing my Facebook posts and, and going to SoundCloud to listen. Um, it, it's amazing how it's not about pushing something that an executive wants versus letting the people just embrace what they like about what you're doing. So are you comfortable, are you at liberty to disclose, when you, when you, when I asked you, did you aggressively promote that track, that it did end up getting so many listens, are you comfortable sharing, did, did you do, say, uh, paid Facebook ads, yes. for example, or paid a boost to post, things of that nature? I'm very comfortable, and once I realized through 
through the listens that we were getting, it was real clear to me that how many times was rising to the top. And what I did um, is I took and shared from SoundCloud, I shared to my Facebook page, my band page for Chuck Murphy, where at that point we would do these $100 booths. And it allows you to kind of pick an audience. And me, I'm trying to figure out the whole world. So I basically <laughs> picked, I, I picked an audience of the whole world, and I wanted to know age groups. And so I picked the 13 to 60, and I watched what happened. And what happened was all of a sudden, 13 to 24 started embracing hmm. how many times? Wow. And... and um, I was, I, I was so impressed the first $100 that I spent, I spent another 100 doing the same thing just to see if it would go a little bit further, uh-huh. and it did. Wow. So, I mean, if, if you... What did it cost me to get 82000 Probably a total of $500. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't so much the listens that were important to me, it was the type of feedback I got from people when they left when they left their messages. Yeah. And uh, that's what I wanted to hear. I wanted to see what people thought of the, what I was doing. Interesting. Um, but, we, you know, we've got little pockets all over the, all over the world with people that are really embracing the music. Yeah, and believe me, uh, you know, through, through the power of, of I, I would say, SoundCloud, but obviously, you know, this, this show is on Stitcher Radio and iTunes and, and NHTE.net, among other platforms. I, I certainly see that, and I'm just really so amazed and, and just so grateful, uh, you know, when you see... You know, Canada, the Netherlands, you know, company or excuse me, countries that are really embracing this show that, that you just kind of shrug your shoulders and say, wow, who knew? Um, I, well, and I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that it's the same thing that's happening. Uh, Netherlands, um, the, uh, there, it's another area that is embracing us heavily. Um, Canada, um, e- Europe, um, uh, we've got Fran- France and, and, and um, Great Britain. Love us. The Philippines. Love, the Philippines really <laughs> embraces. <laughs> Which, but you know, I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. I, I I do want to give you a chance to to just uh, mention your bandmates because we have made references throughout the show to Big Coyote. So just tell the listeners uh, because we obviously will have uh, a lot of Chuck Murphy and a lot of Big Coyote fans that will listen to this episode. But as we're talking about right now, all those that are never mind outside the Antelope Valley, elsewhere in the U.S. and around the world, just to educate them on, on who else is in the band. Big Coyote is, is a six-piece band, and at times it's a seven-piece band, uh, depending on, on what we're doing and where we're playing. But my the, the core of the, the band is, is myself, Teddy Barron, on ba- uh, Teddy Barron on lead guitar and Teddy Paul on bass. And, and we create a harmony much like the Eagles. Um, in fact, Teddy, both Teddy and Teddy are are actually working with the harmonies on my new EP. So, if you want to hear the way we work together, you would listen to the songs. Um, uh, on drums, we have Ed Eblen, and Ed to me is 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 my Russ Kunkel, who who, who to many people that love Jackson Brown, they would know who Russ Kunkel is. He's a great, he's just a fantastic drummer. Um, I've got Jerry Mendelson on guitar, 
just a he's just a maniac as far as a a combination of country rock um, guitar playing and and uh, Robert Heft on steel guitar. Uh, Robert is just a, a, a sweet guy. And the seventh member, if if and when needed, uh, the seventh member is that is a uh, piano player, B three player. It's Gary St. Clair. Gary has got a history of his own that goes back many years, um, and he's been, in, like, without getting into too much of his history, he's um, produced a couple, three gold albums. Wow. Wow. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it's just amazing. That, I mean, I, I'm, I'm at a point right now in life where I'm surrounded by just great players, great people, um, and... Uh, my relationship building has, has been working, and this is why I, I encourage um, everybody, uh, as much as you can do in your garage, it's important to reach out and, and meet people and, 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 and build those relationships and, and bring them into your garage. They don't have to stay with you. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but the, visit, the visiting is a great thing, and, 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 and working together, is, it, is, it, it brings new ideas. It, it gets you out of your own box. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've been at this uh, for many, many years, which tells me that you love what you do. What What would you say is your favorite part of it all that keeps you waking up each morning still eager to be working in music? You know, if, at the end of the day, um, and, 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 and what's happening right now with the, with this new EP, it, what keeps me going is is my desire to to write things and produce things that people enjoy. Now, I've missed that mark many times, and you're going to miss that mark. But when you hit that mark and you see how an audience can embrace a performance live or or an audience can, can embrace the music that you put onto an EP or a CD, um, there's just nothing. There's just nothing better. Uh, for me, there's nothing better. Outstanding. Well, we're going to close today uh, with the song that we mentioned is the title track from your EP that's coming out next month. The song is called How Many Times. So before we let you go, Chuck, uh, just tell the listeners all about this song, if you would. How Many Times is a song that I wrote um, about loss. Um, it's very personal to me, and it was very difficult. Um, the, the downside of building relationships and building strong relationships is when something falls apart, um, it can be painful. And um, how many times is um, is that song for me? Um, it's a song that that I wrote, um, just identifying um, all the feelings that I I had over a over a loss. All right, very good. Well, Chuck, thank you ever so much. Uh, enjoyed having you here. Thanks for making the time to be on the show today. Thank you, Bruce. It's been wonderful. My pleasure. That will do it for this week's edition of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, producer Chuck Murphy. Remember to check out his website at www.chuckmurphy.us and, of course, engage with him on social media. Like his Facebook page, follow him on Twitter, subscribe to his YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos there. As I've mentioned before, his music is on SoundCloud too, so you can engage with some of the tracks on there. And of course, he is on Reverb Nation to the point of being ranked number one on there in Palmdale, California. And of course, the new EP comes out next month. That will be in August. 
It will be available through CD Baby and all of their channels, which will be cdbaby.com, iTunes, Amazon, and many more. Stick with Chuck on social media. You'll find out when it's available, where you can get it, where he's performing live. And, of course, be sure to also check out his band, Big Coyote, on Facebook. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And, of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Please give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That would really help a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share, repost episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter, and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nowhearthis.biz, or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their great new website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Chuck Murphy. This is the one he just talked about. It's called How Many Times. You never know what you might find Someone you thought that you had known Fades away and you're alone The rain that falls at night You know it's there just out of sight The wind will blow it through the trees You know it's wet, you know it's feet times have I wanted How many times have I lost How many times have I stood on the edge without a bridge to cross You can't hide Behind love, behind pride Like the rain that falls at night You know it's there just out of sight 
Without 